Welcome to the 112th episode of the Karstcast MovieCast. Uh, hey, everybody. What was the original title of the novel Pride and Prejudice? Literature question for the crowd today. No clue. I should definitely know this. If my grandma's listening to this, she, she's screaming it at her computer right now. Yeah. I mean, is it like something and something still? It's not. It's actually like not anything like the title that it turned okay, into. Okay. Uh, uh, so uh, let's just the the big adventure. <laughs> so it's so it's not Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. No. Oh, no. Okay. never mind. That's it's my Prejudice guess. and Pride. Uh, it is first impressions. So hmm. okay. Oh, that's you know we'll I ask think... one more because that was a. <laughs> yeah, that was. I not a lot of Pride and Prejudice fans in the house. Uh, this one is. Uh, which singer played a fashion model in the, you know what? No, never mind. Uh, who is the actor? What actor is known as the Fonz? That's very simple. Right. That's uh, Henry Winkler. Boom. Boom. Hey, Boom. I don't know if you are aware of his uh, Twitter presence, but Not, he no. pretty much just uh, fishes a lot and posts him holding fish. Perfect. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Henry Fischler. Um, nice one. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, today we have a very special guest on. Um, it's just my friend Olivia. Uh, Hi. Should I do an introduction? Yeah. Tell tell yes. the, Tell the listeners okay. about yourself. Um. So my name's Olivia. Um. I'm a college sophomore, junior. I'm in this like weird limbo. I'm an animation and Japanese student. I just recently graduated the Japanese program at unnamed college university and um i can solve a rubik's cube in about five minutes wow wow if if that wasn't like bad (laughs) audio i would ask you to do it on the podcast but (laughs) solving the rubik's cube in five minutes i I guess no maybe something we can do (laughs) i at the end of every episode i read the patron names and maybe while i read the patron names which does not take five minutes for the record not uh, even close. You can try your best. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'll, t- I'll we'll try. We'll see how far we. I'm can gonna get. say though, you're gonna have about one minute. Yeah, okay. you, you got like one minute. So that might be I'll a go, personal. I'll go record. for a new record. I'll go for a yeah. new record. Actually, I was gonna do uh, because we're talking about Perfect Blue. I was gonna do it in Japanese, mm-hmm. and then I was like, mm, maybe not. I mean, yeah. Really <laughs> I, mean um, I, I could, but. So are you yeah. like getting? Are you fluent? No. Oh my god! I wish I was. I've been studying it for about eight years now, like since I was in high school. Um, and I'm like conversational. Like if somebody mm-hmm. in Japan, if a Japanese person for whatever reason saw me and thought I would be good at giving directions, um, I could do that for them, but. Yeah, <laughs> so when you watched this film, did you, how much of it were you understanding just from hearing it? Um, I don't know, that's a good question. Cause I did find a version that was, um, like no subtitles and it was in Japanese. And I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, maybe I could watch that. And then I realized I would probably have to watch it a second time. So I'd say maybe 30, 40%, you know, just like basic stuff, I that's, guess. That's pretty good. Pretty good though. Yeah. 
I feel like Japanese is one of like the hardest languages in my opinion. Like I couldn't, I don't even know where to begin with Japanese. In my, <laughs> in your opinion, in my <laughs> opinion, any language I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but there are three of them. Actually, I do have a funny story. Um, I was at Walgreens at a weirdly slow time, and uh, the manager of the store was um checking me out at the register, and we were just talking, and he was like, "Oh, what school do you go to?" And I told him, "It's like, yeah, I'm an animation Japanese, um, studier." And he was like, oh, so you speak Japanese? And I, I told him exactly what I'm telling you guys. Like, I'm just conversational, you know. Nothing yeah. super impressive, I, I think. Um, and he was like, oh, wow, Japanese? You know, like, the only things I can say in Japanese are ni hao and chop soy, which is just <laughs> very incorrect and very unfunny. But I sort of, you know, like, laughed politely yeah. as best as I could and, and went on with my day. And then a couple days later, I went back to that Walgreens, and it was the guy again. And he said, you're that girl who speaks Japanese, right? And I said, yeah, conversationally. And he was like, his demeanor completely changed. He was like, you know, it's actually funny. A lot of people think Chinese and Japanese are, are the same, but they're really not. I'm like, oh, thank you so much for letting me know that, sir. Dog. I had no idea. That, <laughs> Wait, they, that is they, thought, <laughs> they thought that it was a common misconception that Chinese and Japanese were the same language? Yes. And but he made that mistake like previously right like the, right so interaction. so then did he after your first interaction do you think he googled it did he think he went on google it's like honestly are chinese and japanese the same that's probably um, what happened yeah and he was like oh my god what have i done and then was yeah. like you know yeah he was like explaining <laughs> japanese to me i was like oh well thank you so much for your insight i really appreciate yeah. it yeah he's like did you know you actually don't speak chinese yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah he was telling me he was like oh you know like some people think blah 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 and i was like it's just yeah you're like oh my bad i'm aware oh yeah sorry my mistake i i didn't realize i was studying chinese for the past eight years <laughs> damn um, so yeah that's that's unfortunate um <laughs> olivia and i met in france so you also know french i guess no no uh no. Not, okay never mind then not at all. <laughs> do you know more french than karsten mm. okay <laughs> possibly we possibly were, well we were in the same french class um yeah. which was a hoot um but yeah i i don't i did not retain any information from that um yeah so like that's the thing i honestly with like i'm i'm very good at spanish i went to spanish immersion school and if i watch a film that's in spanish I can most of the time pick up on a lot of what they're saying. Oh, that's mm-hmm. And even now, like I'm doing Swedish on Duolingo and can pick up on some words in these songs that I have that are Swedish. Um, but French, I am just, I can't do anything. And, um, French and is so hard. Like French the is pronunciation. Really, yeah, it's, it's harder than Japanese in my opinion. Like genuinely. Yeah, I, really? Yeah, I, I think it really is. Because like although Japanese has conjugation, like French conjugation just doesn't make any logical sense to me and french pronunciation is obviously very different from japanese but um like japanese is very syllabic so and every other letter is Mm -hmm. like syllables like derivative of that whereas french like there could be you know e u and x and you don't pronounce any of those (laughs) it's very difficult and they just have so many sounds that Mm -hmm. you don't have as a native english speaker yeah. yeah. Whereas like Spanish and also a lot of the Scandinavian languages, at least they're they're playing from like the same 
deck mm -hmm. of sounds for yeah. the most part. Right. Yeah. Same cards. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I described it as deck of sounds. Yeah, well, you no said deck, ever... and I was like, no, that's that's an interesting way of saying just, it. Um, I just completely made that up, and it makes no sense. <laughs> a um, soundboard of sounds. It's like they're playing from the same sound controller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They use those same sound shoulder buttons. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like we should get the plug out right off the bat. Um, but Olivia, you just started a YouTube channel. Uh, yes. where you're doing video essays that let me just say are and this is okay i'm hyping it up because like this is the best form of video essays like i have not seen you've done two now mm -hmm. um one on mob psycho 100 and one on the good place mm -hmm. i've seen neither neither those and still find your videos like very entertaining and interesting and oh thank I you get a lot out of them so uh yeah if you want to touch on that yeah. i guess <laughs> um i i really just did i started writing actually my first video essay um in december and then i stopped like halfway through because i was like meh whatever it was kind of boring me but then i had some free time and i was like oh let me touch on mob psycho actually originally i was gonna do um a video comparison between mob psycho and one punch man because they're by the same creator um and then I didn't want to rewatch One Punch Man, but I really wanted to rewatch Mob Psycho. And then it, I kind of got the ball rolling from there. But my YouTube channel is Dog Eat Dog. And my Twitter is Dog Eat Dog YT with no underscores or spaces or anything like that. So if you want to check me out, you know, I'm plugging it in right now. Um, <laughs> so that yeah, nice early I'm, plug. Yeah, early, early plug. plug. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm planning on doing more in the future obviously because totally. <laughs> yeah. i like doing it you have one on parks and rec that i'm excited about uh See, but i won't spoil it yeah uh, <laughs> See, i was gonna do my parks and rec one next <clears throat> uh, but then uh you know Mike, michael sure did the good place and parks and rec mm -hmm. and i didn't want to dunk on him twice in a row because we have this like one-sided beef with each other <laughs> that I just don't want to happen. It's like, there's this one channel just dedicated to dunking on my work. It's kind yeah. of... <laughs> then I'll do, the, very I'll, specific. I'll do the office right after that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, Thank you. For well, that. yeah, check that out. Uh, we can head into today's movie, though, if you yeah. guys are down. I figured we get into it sooner rather than later mm -hmm. because I feel uh, like there'll be a lot to talk about. Yeah, um, I think speaking of the color of your lamp. What? My, oh, mine. I was yeah, like, your lamp. <laughs> yeah. Today we're talking about a uh, perfect blue. I almost called it a perfect blue. You, you did it, actually. I, I did. I, I, but I was hoping that I could split it up and then we... <laughs> uh, yeah, today we're talking about the iconic animated film Perfect Blue. It is a 1997 film directed by Satoshi Kon. Is it Kon or Khan? I've heard it two Kon. different. Kon? Satoshi okay. Kon. Yeah. Satoshi Kon. It's kind of like uh, right in the middle of the two pronunciations you gave. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have that the Japanese inflection. In yeah. Your uh, and the synopsis reads: uh, A singer quits her band to become an actress and sheds her good girl image to further her career. That's it. That's exactly um, the keeps whole it movie. pretty. See, Jeff and I, yeah, we read a lot of synopses, uh, mm -hmm. and I was curious, like, what you would think about this one, Jeff, because we, yeah, kind of I, synopses too. <laughs> I think this is a great synopsis. Yeah, 
because totally. of the genre of film it is, <clears throat> you don't want to give anything that you don't need to away. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm going to give this one like an A for the yeah, synopsis. We, definitely. That's not even a scale that we normally use. We don't <laughs> normally even grade them. We don't I just made Olivia that probably way. thinks that we we graded every synopsis based off <laughs> doing that for no reason. But no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this. This is my second time watching it. This is, I assume, Jeff's first time. Yes. And this is Olivia's third comedy? time, I think. Third time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love this movie. Awesome. Yeah, we usually start with uh kind of when we have a guest on, uh, we like to ask them why they picked the film they picked and i was just wondering why why this one um well there's so much to talk about with this movie right like yeah so much and you get more and more through each rewatch so i do recommend rewatching it as many times as as you can withstand it um i love this movie it's definitely one of my favorites i don't think it's um niche or underrated i think it's but I, I don't think it's like Ghibli level talked about, you know, like I yeah. think everyone when they watch this movie, like has a different opinion about it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had honestly never heard of this film. Really? Before, really? Yeah. Yeah. Before this, you movie. know, I will say like my first time hearing about this film and this is kind of embarrassing was in Paris when I was making that uh, video on good animation. Mm. And in the process, I think both you and cookie were like, okay, you need to talk about Perfect Blue or watch Perfect Blue. And I was yeah. like, I think I had heard about it before then, but like you guys were very, uh, like you really wanted me to watch it. Um, and yeah, I was super confused my first time. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what is, what's going on? <laughs> um, it's it's um, definitely like a must-see before you die movie in my opinion mm -hmm. like as an animation student you know that that aside i think it's it's amazing it um a lot of like when we talk about animation we specifically use like that famous hallway scene where she's being like chased down mm -hmm. by kind of her metaphorical idol self mm -hmm. um because it's just like looking at it you're like whoa how did they do that like it's so fluid it's so amazing but all of satoshi Kon's movies are incredible um and i was reading up on his wikipedia page today and i remembered that before he died of i think it was um pancreatic ca cancer at like mm -hmm. 46 um i think it was about 11 years ago now um he was working on this robot road trip movie called dreaming machine or something <laughs> and i long to see this movie and wow. the storyboards but it i don't think they've ever been released um but his his other movies are just fantastic i think perfect blue is really his most most famous but um paprika like everyone you know who who watches um animated movies pretty frequently knows paprika and stuff and carson haven't you seen that one too i have i was gonna yeah. say that it's funny you bring up the hallway scene in this one because i think he has an equally as iconic mm -hmm. i think like one of his like most famous shots is the weird hallway curvy scene in yeah. paprika mm -hmm. which yeah, I've, I've seen Paprika, I've seen this, and I've seen his uh, miniseries Paranoia Agent, mm -hmm. which uh, is just fantastic. That's probably like my favorite thing he's done. They're all very similar though, in that they're like this weird psychological playing with reality thing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And he does such a good job at, I think, making that very confusing intentional, intentionally uh, for the audience. Cause 
for all three of the things I've seen by him, there they all have these moments where I'm like, I don't know what is and isn't real right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, how yeah. did what did you think about it on a first? Yeah, time? I am still very new to watching anime. This yeah. is every anime film I've ever seen has been for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, as someone who grew up on like Disney movies, just mm-hmm. the the different level of animation in these films where all the Disney films, they just reuse the same like six animations where, you know, Mm -hmm. people throw those clips on like Twitter where it's like, look, the scene from the jungle book is the exact same movement as like this other film. Yeah. And then, and just, you know, now watching these films, how precise every frame uh, and how specific every frame of all these films is, it's kind of, it's blown my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you say what you're... Oh, I was going to say, I think that Perfect Blue has a very, like, cinematic approach to it as well. Like, when you look at sort of the editing, or I guess you would say Mm -hmm. storyboarding in this, um, it's, like, strangely, like, voyeuristic in some aspects. You kind of feel like a fly on the wall in a lot of the scenes. And I think that's really intentional. Um, And I think it works really well with the overall vibe of the movie, you know? Yeah. Something's, something's always approaching you. Something's always coming and you don't know exactly what it is. I, I love that. Yeah, totally. and this really did feel like it, it was edited like a thriller. Obviously, it's not edited in the conventional sense, but just the cuts are such, like were such, you know, perfect in terms of how disorienting they were. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it, it's, it was, I'd have to watch it again. You are definitely correct. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say like the three... I, I will say which animated or anime films Jeff has seen, and it's <laughs> just You're to like, get it's it a out. Small there. list. It's a, no. Well, <laughs> it's a, we started with Akira, and then uh, Spirited Away, and now this, which I think is so. Yeah. Those are like the three like heads of. It's like the Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore is four, but <laughs> the, the fourth uh, one. The fourth one maybe would be like any of the NGE movies maybe <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Well, um, I was going to say like, I don't know, like uh, Grave of Fireflies or something, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's, or, I or mean, I've never seen that. Title, it sounds insane. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so sad. Well, maybe, maybe something by like a different studio director, like um, Mind Game, Cat Soup. Those, those are really good, solid. Um, the, the name of the director is escaping me, but those are really good, solid. Um, yeah, it's, it's called, solid. one of the films is called Cat Soup. <laughs> yeah, and it's amazing. I think I first saw it when I was like 10, and it's yeah. not something a 10-year-old really should be watching, but it's good. It's a good movie. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, watch, we watch Duck Soup, the Mark <laughs> Brothers film. You watched Duck Soup. I didn't. Yeah, okay, Carson uh, did. Actually, he was supposed to. That's the one movie I think I didn't watch for the podcast. Yeah. And I had no excuse because wow. it's like an hour long. But Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know a guy. I know. <laughs> that's what I've always said. Carson Runquist is not committed to his craft. Yeah. This guy I does not watch movies. Constantly. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um. <laughs> I will say, like, kind of where you were going, like, it's funny that I, when I rewatched this movie, like, one of the production cards at the beginning was G-Kids, and mm. this is just not a, <laughs> I know, like, G-Kids is not just for kids, but I, yeah. it's Clearly. a very, it, <laughs> it's not for kids. Definitely, like, one of, honestly, the most, like, graphic films I've yeah. seen. Yeah, the G, 
I think stands for go away. <laughs> the G stands for graphic. <laughs> graphic kids. <laughs> graphic film. kids films. Um, I think, I think um, that's intentional though. I think you can get done. You can get away with a lot when you use animation. I mean, look at Invincible now. Like people will watch blood and guts and and gore and and go crazy over it. But mm. um, you, you know, with animation, you can do so much. It, you know, the only thing stopping you is your drawing ability. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, that would stop me pretty early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I guess we'll, I, I don't know when we can, okay, I, I will bring this up. Um, and I wanted to know if Jeff was going to bring this up too, but this movie is compared to another movie a lot. And that movie is uh, Black Swan. I was going to bring that up. Okay, 100%, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, because Jeff and I also both watched Black Swan a few months ago for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Yeah, it's just like very talked about that this is that it was like that was heavily influenced by mm-hmm. this. And while we're on that note, I will quickly say that like uh Inception was very influenced by Paprika. I'm just like Satoshi Kon is just like the blueprint. The blueprint. <laughs> yeah, just the source for all yeah. of these movies. Um, um I yeah. I was gonna bring this up because um Darren Aronofsky <laughs> actually did say that Satoshi Kon was one of his biggest inspirations of all time. Um wow which is very impressive, um, but hot take, I think Perfect Blue is better than Black Swan uh, by a lot. But I, I love Black Swan, but I think Perfect mm-hmm. Blue is, is better and more complex. <laughs> you, you agree? Huh? <laughs> I agree, yeah. And it's because like the, the thing I like about, uh, I like Black Swan a lot, obviously, mm-hmm. but Jeff, we were like talking about it in that episode. And I think both yeah. of our like main issues with Black Swan was that it's like, blah, it's just, so like on the nose, nose yeah 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 there that we was go. <laughs> yeah and this film is definitely not on the nose no because no. i barely even understood what was happening half the time <laughs> yeah yeah i think that black swan is a heavy-handed version of perfect blue doesn't mean yeah. it's not good um but i think i i will say i think that um filming and creating and, and directing female trauma as a male director does have its bounds and i think darren aronofsky often crosses those bounds mm-hmm. um and and kind of to bring this up um it's a very sensitive topic so i won't be discussing it i don't think it's appropriate and i don't think that i think it would be unintentionally cruel to talk about this in detail but there is two there are two rape scenes in perfect blue and i think the one in the middle is really the climax of the film yeah. Um, and, and I do think that it's a rare occasion where you can see something like that actually be necessary for the storytelling, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just think that like, well, that's the thing. I, I don't think Black Swan's a bad movie. Like you said, I just yeah. think that's a horror movie, I mm-hmm. guess it's way more, and this is like a psychological thriller. I think, you know? I think Black I Swan is like a film made by someone who took perfect blue uh literally <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> not and not as like a um like mystery or and not as like a metaphor and was just like oh so she actually really is crazy like mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean it, it kind of feels like it's perfect blue but if you pulled apart the basic like concepts of it and had like a metaphor sheet of what different film metaphors mean (laughs) (laughs) exactly and you're like okay i'm gonna just kind of put these over here (laughs) i will say like 
I, I'm curious. This is we all watched this in a different time. Like this is Jeff's first, my second, Olivia's third. I was just wondering, uh, without spoiling it, like what did you, Olivia, specifically like get out of a third watch that I think? Because personally, I just knowing what the film is like. Because my first time, I didn't know what this movie was about or like why it moved the way it did and i was like i said like just super confused mm -hmm. most of the time and now i was able to kind of like pay a lot less attention to what is real and what isn't and just uh like focus on her as a character and maybe like the other characters who i know evolve into more than what they are at first and mm -hmm. um I, th I think you get i still don't fully understand it is what i'm trying to say but yeah. i do have a better grasp oh, <laughs> a better <laughs> grasp on just like i think what this film is trying to say yeah. Um, yeah um i i think on my second rewatch um or my first rewatch i guess you'd say i i saw it as a more of a character study than anything else um and then on my second rewatch which was thursday is when i i last watched this movie i i completely flipped on that and saw it as more of a um a study on society, if you will. I, I saw, I think really um, it's, um, you, you really have to talk about it in a, a feminist lens. And I think with, with that, you also have to talk about it in sort of like a, a anti-capitalist or I guess anti-corporate um, mindset as well. I think that it talks very, very blatantly, but very smartly about um, male ownership, the lack of autonomy as a woman living in Japan in the, what, 80s, 90s? When was Nin this? It was uh, 97, I think. 90s, yeah. Um, and kind of like the action of her as an idol, like becoming a product. Um, mm -hmm. I think that that's very blatant. And I think that the thing that really starts that is the beginning scene where she's dancing and the incel creepy dude is like putting his hand up under her. And she's kind of like dancing almost like a like a ballerina, like in a music box. Like he he has her in in his grasp and he does and will for the rest of the movie, pretty much. Um, and I think also like her and her um mommy and what's her name? Mima. Mima and her two um idol groupmates <clears throat> are performing their heart out and the audience is very blatantly all male and they mm -hmm. disrupt such a special moment for her. And in that, they also rob her of her time, you know, not only her, her body and her autonomy, but, but also her time and her memories as an, as an idol. Um, and you see that again and again in the magazine shoots, in the um, super graphic scene in the middle, you know, that is mm -hmm. also like her being assaulted is, is connected to her feeling assaulted by um audiences who feel the need to control her life in mm -hmm. a way yeah totally yeah. um there i have a question about that but i don't want to spoil it so i guess <laughs> we should just you know what this it is usually jeff and i do this thing where we're like if it's past like the 2000 era we can spoil the movie but i also like don't want to spoil this one for anyone who hasn't seen it so <laughs> In my opinion, so, there's no such thing as spoiling this movie because it's great no matter what. That's true. That's true. Yep. Should we just do our like our spoiler transition? Yeah, I'll just say like uh, skip to the Q and A timestamp if you want to skip the spoiler <laughs> section. <laughs> uh, 
because I assume we'll just talk about the movie spoilers yeah. for the rest. Okay. Um, okay. I, I just wanted to ask, like, because uh, from that lens, it's like, I do think the the villains of the film are mostly men, like, for a reason that's, like, super intentional. And um, I was going to ask where you, how you view Rumi, because she's, like, this one, and she's, like, I'm still very confused on her, uh, I guess, significance in the film. Or, like, what she, like, why that happens, I guess. And I wanted your, either of your takes on that, if you had an answer. Yeah, Jeff, do you want to go first? I talked for a little bit, so. Uh, <laughs> that one, here's the thing. <laughs> seeing, this film, seeing this film just once, that's the part where I'm still trying to work out. Right, I think, yeah. Uh, uh, going off of, of your like long exposition, uh, uh, which I agree with uh, a lot. Um, I also did see this, you know, talking a lot about, you know, Japanese society, at least in this era. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it, it was so much about the lack of autonomy of the lives of, you know, these idols and like the male gaze and how there was like this, need for them to like be you know pure and uh yeah i I mean i'm still wrapping my head around this film honestly (laughs) but they're like all of these things are kind of like spinning right now Mm. um yeah but anyways if you want to answer karsten's question yeah i will (laughs) everybody (laughs) um so i kind of go back and forth too on the roomy thing because um when you sort of watch it until the end, right? Um, you think of her as kind of an anchor point for Mima. You know, she wants to protect uh, Mima's image and and that kind of ends up turning into a, oh, you know, the Mimania kind of thing that happens at the end. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, I think that Rumi doesn't understand her even before we know that that's what she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also, I would argue, and I was talking to Carson about this a little bit, um, before before we started recording was I don't think the the roomy thing actually happened. I think that's also like one part of a delusion that she has. And I and the reason why I think this is because she doesn't want to be roomy. Roomy in her outfit is how she sees herself in the future, which is kind of this this unpure or tainted or or frankly like non-conventionally attractive woman. She doesn't want to be that. You know, she she is kind of has this battle between wanting to be beautiful, wanting to be um, desired, um, wanting to um, kind of like literally give her body up to fame. But in doing so, she erases that that image of herself. And that is obviously seen again and again and again. Um, so yeah, I, I would argue that the roomy thing isn't real um, at all. And it's, it's more of her delusions and and you know even though Mima is a little bit delusional um that doesn't make her experience like invalid um Mm -hmm. in within the 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 workplace that she's Mm -hmm. yeah you know in (laughs) no yeah that's a great point I is that's one thing I thought a lot about during this is like throwing out like the what is actually happening and what isn't happening in the film I think at the end of the day like it's just very it something <laughs> this sounds dumb something is happening at least like i think <laughs> what would like the trauma and 
like you said, delusion that she's experiencing mm-hmm. is like very, it's not like at her fault or anything. It's, it's mm-hmm. very much like mm-hmm. a product of like the real things that are happening around her, which yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I think, <laughs> I think she's, I think she's like restrained by the idea of being a product. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty obvious, but I think she's also very self-conscious about not being a product mm-hmm. um, in the same breath. Um, she, you know, you'll, you see this the most when she's working on her one line, you know, the, you know, kind of thing, like, who are you um, over and over and over again. And, and that's weirdly enough, you know, that repetition of the line is not only this like literal, um, this literal meaning of, she's working really hard on this one line because she doesn't want to mess up because she's Mm -hmm. self-conscious, but it's also like, she doesn't know who she is in this moment. She's not an ex idol. She's not an actress. She's Mm -hmm. somewhere in between. Um, She's a poster girl. Um, She's a product. She's Barbie, you know, Barbie can be all these (laughs) kinds of different things, you know, to, to be subservient to um, the audience or the consumer. And so I really thought that that moment was, was powerful. I don't really see many people talking specifically about that part too. Mm-hmm. No, I, that's definitely one of my favorite scenes just because mm-hmm. I think it like, I don't know, it's, it's, I think the root of a lot of there, like there's, I don't know, a lot of what happens after that scene, I think is because of that scene where it's like the first time where she kind of feels like she loses herself and I think a lot of the horrors of the movie are her being out of control or like not really knowing who she is. And yeah, I just think that's the first instance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I'm still I, trying to figure out which things happened in this film. I'm going to be honest. You know, honestly, I, so am I. Uh, it's too. hard. It's hard to know like what's real and what's not. And I think that that's the the purpose. I think anyone working on that film you know if you if you grab an animator by the shoulders and go what what is real and what's not you know they would all give you a completely different mm-hmm. answer um only satoshi kon knows and he <laughs> took that with him <laughs> yeah i i will say that that is the thing it's like going into it a second time i was like i am gonna put as much effort as i can into just not losing myself in this movie again and honestly within like the first 10 minutes of I think her going back and forth between that concert scene and like her going home Mm -hmm. I was already like getting kind of lost in like who like where we were and then it Mm -hmm. just kind of spirals from there but uh yeah yeah I'm the same I'm the same boat okay (laughs) (laughs) it's like Jeff's laughing um (laughs) But again, like you said, I think that's very intentional in that like the whole point of this film is to feel delusional. Yeah. And I think it's it's like it is confusing, but the cool thing about it is that I never feel lost to a point where I give up on the movie. Like I'm I'm very consistently right. engaged in it and I think that's Yeah. That's just uh- cool <laughs> i agree that i i felt lost on some of the the actual you know plot of, mm-hmm. of physically where and what we are and what's happening but i was never lost on the the greater like broader themes of the film mm-hmm. yeah so obviously that you know that's the important thing <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i will well, i'm gonna ask like olivia you i know you showed me like you had 
I was wondering if you had any like other big points you wanted to bring up while we're still <laughs> um you know I think uh, let me just you know I we did talk about this a little bit before the re- recording too is like um I think the ending the very end with the like mental hospital or whatever mm-hmm. and then oh you know it's it might secretly be Rumi in the car it may you know might not mm-hmm. I don't think that that part is real at all and I don't think anyone went to a mental hospital I think that is another delusion or another like metaphor in mm-hmm. some way because in my opinion in my experience watching Satoshi Kon movies I don't think he would end it in that way I don't th- I, because I think that that ending to me just like every other part of her life throughout the movie mimics the the tv show that she's act, acting in you know mm-hmm. they're so different but they're so close together at the same time yeah. we see that with the storyboarding you know they're they're blended together in such a way mm-hmm. and i think that um like that ending to take it literally maybe i would do that with like an m night Shyamalan movie but not with the satoshi kon movie i think that that is another one of those like almost like voyeuristic like third person um like a tv show basically mm-hmm. um her she's been she's been so consumed by um this this exterior image that it, it takes over her whole life mm-hmm. so what do you think is the last real thing that we see that's a good question um i think that the whole movie has kind of this this blended together um real and not real throughout the whole thing um i was also talking to carson before the recording but the the creepy guy um he i feel like whether he's real or not doesn't even super matter um i think i mean it does matter to some degree right um but i think if anything he's a metaphorical appearance of the male gaze a physical metaphysical um, appearance of the male gaze that she's constantly feeling uh, pressured by, you know, her audience, she's constantly feeling pressured by. Um, and and so, you know, honestly, I would say the last real thing would be maybe like a scene right before she goes into like a dream within a dream within a dream before like the whole movie kind of explodes into this like, um, like madness <laughs> of, mm-hmm. of uh, delusions in a way. Yeah. I would have to like go back and like specifically kind of like take notes throughout every scene to figure out which one was yeah. <laughs> like the last true uh real in- situation. I don't know. Yeah. Um yeah. it would be hard to pinpoint after just watching it. Yeah. Um but cool. I I f- feel like I'm just like getting a headache and yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're not <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we can wrap it up though. Uh, so we have some time for questions. Ooh, yeah. um, but just like any closing thoughts on this film slash uh, scores that people want to give. Um, I personally, I'll just say this like right now, like I did, and I mentioned this in my letterbox review, like I think I just like connected to this movie so much more on this rewatch because of how much uh, more I how much more familiar I am not with like the specific things that happen in this. Like I'm not there, but (laughs) I definitely like see this. And I honestly coincidentally just like talked about this in my new video today on mainstream starring Andrew Garfield, where there's like this detachment from yourself when you're in the public eye and stuff. And I think like kind of losing track of your own 
identity when your identity is so like feels so uh owned by other people who don't like know you i know that's like not the main theme of this film but i think just how it handles being in the public eye is a huge part in her like crisis and i just thought that it handled that really well and um that's why i was like this is a an amazing movie this time around <laughs> uh yeah nice. yeah i think you handle being the, the public eye really well karsten <laughs> Yeah, that is, please, please yeah. don't stab me in the eye with a screwdriver. No, yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm giving it a five, is what I'm saying. <laughs> cool. What about you guys? Jeff? I, yeah, I, I need to watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, you know, it's somewhere in the four or five range for sure. Cool, cool. But it's, I'm too confused, honestly, at the moment. Yeah. yeah yeah cool um uh, olivia okay <laughs> i guess i'll go um i obviously give this movie a five i have it on my litter box too um as a five it's one of my favorite movies of all time um i think that if anything you know besides what i've talked about it does deal a lot with the trauma of overworking yourself which is a huge problem and continues to be a huge problem in japan um we just recently lost Kentaro Miura, the guy who created Berserk, um, at I think age 54, he died of an illness that was completely hindered by overworking himself. And I think that um, Mima overworks herself, and I think Satoshi Kon certainly overworked himself up into his passing. Um, we see this a lot in, in Japanese culture specifically, and that's why the movies and the manga and the TV shows that they give us are, are so amazing. But um, I think this film, if anything, is a reminder to be grateful to the people who who work for you because they could certainly die from it. Totally. That was yeah. a very beautiful Thank you. summary of this film. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I tried. Um, <laughs> Off the dome. Great. Off the dome. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. Um, cool. Well, we can, on that note, hop into some questions. Yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> do you have, like, uh, some kind of song to play for Q&A? the trip? I don't know. Right we should now. have we should have a a jingle. You know? Yeah, and then you need the soundboard, and then you gotta like hit a button, and then it plays yeah, the yeah, Q and yeah. A sound. Do, 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 do. Perfect. Something like that. Q and A. Um. Do it again. Um. Q and A. Q and A. This first one comes from these come from both the Patreon and the subreddit. Um. So head on over to either of those for some fun. If you're a $15 patron, you get your question answered in these episodes. Um, and this first one comes from $15 patron, T-Sizzle, spelled S-I-Z-Z-E-L. I don't know if this is the same T-Sizzle from before, Jeff, but uh, it is a T-Sizzle. <laughs> um, and it is, what's your guys' favorite movie poster? Um, I feel like we've touched on this in the past. Yeah, we've touched on it. We'll answer it again. But not in a long time. So, I mean, yeah. our answers could have changed. Totally. And we have Olivia here. So, you have a third answer. Yeah, we definitely um, did not have Olivia's answer last time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you did. Maybe we did. You never know. Um, I'm not even here. I'm trying to think of my favorite right off the... That's the thing about questions like these is yeah. that I, I should have sent them so beforehand. So, I have only ever owned one movie poster. And I'm going to say mm. this is my for sure favorite. Okay. But I have the Ishtar movie poster. And right. 
it's and I've, I've explained this i think once before like probably over a year ago mm-hmm. but it's warren Beatty and dustin hoffman holding like a long rope and then there's a second poster that the rope is connected to a camel <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a, a double really movie good poster because apparently yeah. when they put this in theaters they were really confident that it was going to be such a big movie yeah that they they could do two posters <laughs> we're going to take up two poster slots for this imagine having would... like only having the camel poster not the other half <laughs> <laughs> or just or even just the other half it's just you guys like holding yeah. a rope and yeah then, like you have no idea what it's connected oh, to. this could be anything yeah yeah um that's a good answer and i we have answered this before because i remember that was your answer last time yeah um, because it's on topic, I will say the paprika poster, and I'm not just saying that because we were just talking about Satoshi Kon, but mm-hmm. the paprika poster is really good. It's like her face and her skin isn't her skin, but is instead all of the like characters and weird dream things and like objects in the film. And I don't like the way you describe I, that. I, yeah, well, I... <laughs> sounds terrifying it's not yeah it is a weird it's a it's an unsettling movie but uh yeah it's a really cool poster yeah olivia what about you uh i have a lot of posters in my room um but i would say maybe i really like the akira poster it has that iconic moment yeah lighting in the motorcycle that's been used over and over and over again um Mm -hmm. i think that one might be one of my favorites i I would have to check totally Um, yeah, Akira is a solid one. Yeah. Nice. Um, I also like the Space Jam poster. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Just exactly like Michael Jordan with a bunch of Looney Tunes. There's my favorite oh, sports. Yeah. Actually, on the on the topic of movie posters, Perfect Blue, from what I recall, has a really rare uh, poster where there's like broken glass, like it's like shattered glass that shows like her two personas or something like that. Oh shit. Uh, yeah. Because I've only ever seen the one of her like kind of laying down with mm-hmm. all the shit behind yeah. her flowers and stuff yeah 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 i think that's what it is that sounds interesting though with like the the whole glass yeah reflecting a different persona yeah like the idea. i like the concept of that yeah. <laughs> i'll have to find it it's really cool yeah, yeah. that reminds awesome. me of when the there was a monkey on the loose where i live in florida <laughs> and there was someone captured a famous photo of the monkey staring it into its reflection in a mirror with shame so it's kind of like the monkeys two personas <laughs> except for that the monkey kept attacking people yeah just right. like perfect blue <laughs> yeah <laughs> really maybe the monkey was inspired by perfect blue <laughs> i think everyone was in some way <laughs> um cool this next one comes from uh tom doesn't know anymore uh which is a really funny reference to tom liked beans that username from Last, it takes too long to explain. Um, but the question is, any inspirations to you growing up, like idols? Um, and then it's, and what's your opinion on Garfield, The Tale of Two Kitties? So it's basically just asking, like, were there, did you have any, any like, inspirations growing up? Is this um, question implying that Tom's idol was Garfield? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're so. just, I yeah, I hope they're two separate questions, unless Tom's... So- so yeah. Tom likes lasagna. Tom, yeah, and hates Mondays. Um, <laughs> hates Mondays. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't have, uh, I didn't, not that I can think of. I don't know. I wasn't like paying much attention as a kid. I was just kind of consuming things mindlessly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
yeah what about what about you guys i'll let you guys take this one yeah, olivia did you have any <laughs> idols any um, idols growing up i really like I really liked the Muppets when I was little. So like uh, Ralph the dog was like an idol for me. Yeah. To be just like him. I think one day I will, but I'm, I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Your channel name's Doggy Dog. So yeah. I guess you're. So you're halfway there. Almost I'm, half, there. I'm yeah. halfway there. I just have to learn how to play the piano next. Right. Yeah. Oh, and to answer the Garfield question, I had Tale of Two Kitties on DVD and <laughs> it was really bad, but I did have it <laughs> as a child. I, I Probably 10 times. Wow. Yeah. I've, I saw that movie in theaters. Um, and it was, yeah, it was bad. Like even as a kid, I was like, this, this isn't a good movie. Um, scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We watched for this podcast, the, the first one. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, that was bad enough. I don't, that was I did, had no desire to, to follow <laughs> see, that up. See both kitties in action. The only yeah. thing I remember from the Tale of Two Kitties was like some airplane scene where all the animals are in cages in the back of an airplane. And yeah. then I just remember Garfield peeing on a guy and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Garfield <laughs> pees on a guy? Yeah. He pees on, he pees on like, uh, you know, like the guards in front of the castle. Mm -hmm. He like yeah. pees on their foot and the guy like makes a funny face. Is Bill Murray still doing the voice? I think, I think so. so. That so really so Garfield's peeing, and then you have Bill Murray saying like yeah. <laughs> some some <laughs> quick joke. Yeah, yeah some, some like, quip about it's wet me. down there. Hey, hey. yeah. <laughs> okay, I was wait. holding that in. I was holding that one in for a really long time, or whatever, something like that. I just looked this up, and I thought that if I just searched a tale of two kitties, it'd only be that Garfield one. Uh, but there was apparently also another movie from 1942 called A Tale of Two Kitties. Uh, I don't know why this was worth sharing, but that just... Original inspiration. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to double check. Yes, Bill Murray does play Garfield in Tale of Two Kitties. What if A Tale of Two Kitties was inspired by Satoshi Kon as well? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a weird but, psychological yeah, the, turn. The, the, the the two kitties are the two different personas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tale of two kitties, but it's one kitty. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a real thinker of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone was saying, the reviews. Yeah. Um, cool. And also, as for the... Um, oh, my God. Oh, the idols question. I came up with an answer, and it was Michael Phelps. I was really Michael, Michael Phelps? Phelps. Oh yeah, because you were a, a swimmer. Kid. Yeah, <laughs> why was that crazy? He's like the most decorated Olympian. Yeah, I why forgot you were a swimmer. Yeah, I was like, I yeah, want to be like I, him. But yeah, I had like you know, since I'm into sports, kinda. So you know, there was a, a French Canadian hockey player for for the Tampa Bay hockey team named yeah. Vinny LeCavalier. Big fan of Vinny LeCavalier. That was your big inspiration. Yeah, cool um this next one there's they also had another guy whose name was uh marty saint louis i don't know why we like <laughs> anglicized all the french canadians names by like making their names marty and vinnie marty. instead of vincent and like martin martin yeah, yeah. martin we knew a martin <laughs> oh my in, god in he was the best <laughs> the best i sat right next to him like basically yeah. the whole year that, or the whole couple months that i was there the funny thing about that French class that Olivia and I were in is it wasn't like a bunch of like high school students. It was like this, it was this institution where you could just go no matter what age, like to learn French. Like mm -hmm. if you're like just moving to France and you need to learn French, like this is just a school dedicated to that. So we were there with like <laughs> this fucking like 40 year old guy named Martin and these like two, I think they were in like late 50 year old women from spain i want to say 
Yeah. And they were like. <laughs> and Anna Luce, remember her? Anna Luce. Yeah. yeah they were just. <laughs> oh my God. It indescribable was, indescribable it, it was like one of the weirdest i remember like because it was like our third day there when we went to our first classes and i was just in this room with these people <laughs> like yeah. that were like all different ages from all over the world and i was like where am i right now but and no <laughs> one that's the thing because everyone was from like different parts of the world like they didn't know any language besides their own language so none of right. us could really like talk to each other yeah um except in french <laughs> that's except the magic in, of the like, class yeah level yeah. one french it was yeah. a disaster <laughs> yeah yeah um but it was cool it was cool <laughs> uh this last one comes from tingling 01 and it is do you guys have any stories of when you bought something and you dropped it or broke it the same day or close by um i do have a good story i forget if i actually told this on the podcast yet but um when I went to get my second shot for my vaccine, you know, you bring in your card and, um, oh, okay. They, the card, the card. Okay. Yeah. They I was like, where's it, this you know? going? <laughs> I dropped the needle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he got um, glass in his arm. <laughs> but I, I, first of all, what they tell you when you get your second shot, and I'll say this in case you didn't already know is you should drink a lot of water that day of so that you're hydrated. Um, so I got that second shot. And then for some reason I was like, I'm going to go get lunch. And I went to Brugger's Bagels and got myself a salt bagel, which is a bagel with like big chunks of like salt all over it. Uh, and while paying for it, I dropped my card and it, it uh, left it in the bagel shop and then went home and ate like the saltiest thing imaginable and then had to like panic drive back. And thankfully it was still there on the floor. It had been stepped on, but I was just like, well, there's my vaccine card. <laughs> And this was like 10 minutes after getting the second shot. Why did you um, get an extremely salty bagel? Like, are you I don't know. I was or something or like a deer. <laughs> like, why do you, what's up with the salt? He likes, he likes licking salt. I like yeah. salt a lot. It, no, you guys just have to try. It's like a, it's like a pretzel <laughs> bun. I'm going to put you bagel, to the saltiest you know? bagel you've ever had. In yeah. <laughs> I want to say, I actually agree that salted bagels are awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. You have okay. to give them a shot. Okay, fine. I'll be there. But I will yeah. say, don't get them uh, when you're supposed to drink a lot yeah. of water. Like, maybe you don't have that when you're supposed to be hydrated. Okay, yeah. I think that's why my symptoms were so bad, but uh, who's to say? Yeah. You know? Do you hear about the, in Italy, they accidentally gave one woman six doses of the vaccine <laughs> yeah. at once? Super Saiyan lady. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember, like, I, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Just I, I was going to say something, and then for some reason I started that with I remember, and I'm like, I have no way to rectify <laughs> this sentence. I was like, yeah. I, was, I said, why did I say I remember? Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's how this podcast goes sometimes, you know? Yeah, okay. You yeah. start a sentence, and then you just have to stop. You bail out. And I'm saying back to you, Karsten. Well, I already answered the question, so actually I'm going to toss this over to you guys if you have any good stories. Back to you, Olivia. <laughs> I, I don't think I have any, actually. Okay. I, like, I broke something the day of, really. Yeah. Um, oh, this one time, I, w I was in Japan um, studying abroad for two weeks, and my host family took me to Tokyo Disney on a Thursday night, the close was about the the park was about to close in like an hour, and it was pouring down raining. So it was completely empty. It was literally just us and like maybe three other crazy families. 
And I had these suede shoes that I was wearing because I didn't know where we were going to go because it was a surprise. And I had bought them in Japan um, a couple days before going to this trip, which thank God I could find my shoe size in Japan because they got little feet. But anyways, <laughs> um, we ran around Tokyo Disney until it closed in the pouring rain, rode Space Mountain about 13 times. And by the end of the night, my shoes were completely ruined. Completely. Wow. And it was really sad, but it was that is unfortunate. But at least you got, you know, to go to Tokyo Disney. Yeah, the only Disney I've actually ever been to, weirdly enough. Yeah, I am. uh, I'm currently in, but also I'm from Florida, so I've uh, been to Disney World quite a lot. Yeah, I recommend it. um, Disney World is good. If you like Disney stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously. I would say the fact that I grew up with it was better. I'm not as Mm -hmm. like into disney now as i was when i was 10 you're not a disney Uh, Disney i'm not one of those disney people i want to be very clear (laughs) about this it's still like fun to go to every now and then you know yeah i think we should start calling um star wars adult star wars fans disney adults now that disney is yeah i I agree that's actually a really good point (laughs) i think it would be a blow to their ego (laughs) yeah yeah i've been to disney world one time and it was like a long i it was too old to go too long ago to remember but i remember doing the rock and roll roller coaster and that it was like one of the craziest experiences so did you rock and roll or just i it was honestly just rolling uh there was no no rock there was no rocking involved yeah it actually wasn't even the roller coaster you were just being pushed in a stroller being pushed around (laughs) you thought it was the roller coaster i was like this is crazy um Yeah. yeah anyways um if what was the at, question? It was, uh, do you guys have any stories of when you bought something and then you dropped it? Oh, right. I never answered this. Yeah. Uh, uh, so back to you, Jeff. So, well, my mom once bought, it, like, the day she got an iPhone, she dropped it and broke the screen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so that's, like, the classic version of that story. Now, that has yeah. never happened to me. Um, I don't think I've ever really done that, personally. Yeah. But... You take too good of care of your Yeah, your I know. I'm, yeah. I'm just... I just paid too close attention to my stuff. I'm not reckless like my mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wild. <laughs> throwing her phone at people. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, we can get into the wrap-up then. Uh, oh, wait. You're going to, Olivia, you want to try to solve a Rubik's Cube? Oh, my oh. God. Well, no, that's for the uh, Patreon no, name. But, it's not. But I think that on. there's a much better chance if we combine Start it, it Patreon now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting it right now. Oh, wait, I feel I- like what you're doing is is you're bringing up a completely solved cube and then you're gonna you're put it, feel like put there's it some, the... some cheating boom okay <laughs> two boom. seconds okay <laughs> Here, I'll go um so i'll start now I'll turn, off my uh, turn off my mic real quick hold on okay i feel like honestly the mic might be <laughs> good to have on because yeah. I, I think it'd be funny to hear all let's the, get the, the like clicking noises yeah yeah, yeah. I, brought this, I brought this with me to easter um for my for my family and and they were like that thing is so annoying. It's so loud. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just Cuban, man. I'm just <laughs> I get my cube on. <laughs> All right. So um, so it's uh starting what do we have yeah. Well, okay, I'll I'll read a review. Uh yeah, you like we read to, a review and then read the names and then read the, that, that should give you next maybe movie. Three next movie too. Um, okay. 
So Wait, the next movie. Wait, do we even know what the next movie is? Well, I was gonna pitch it to you, so Olivia has extra time. Okay, while we decide perfect, on it. perfect. Let's go. So Boom. the review. Uh, this one comes from a Poopy Boy. It's <laughs> 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 not not fair. From the USA. Uh, the subject line reads "Karst cast," more like "fart cast." Um, five stars. And then it reads, just kidding, Carson and Jeff. If you're reading this, I love the podcast and hope you guys are having a good day, smiley face. So thank you. That really turned around. It was for the a better. lot of twists and turns. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, poopy boy. Uh, with, by the way, it's spelled with like three O's and then like five I's. Uh, so poopy so boy. Maybe it's, maybe it's poopy boy. boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyways, thank you. Uh, and if you guys have nice things to say about the podcast or even mean things to say, leave them in the review As long section. as you still give us five stars. Yeah, give us five stars. Olivia's almost there. Uh, <laughs> next movie. I have two options, Jeff. Um, we could either do Ma, that mm -hmm. Octavia Spencer movie from 2019. It's like a horror movie. And I've never heard of that, if I'm it, being honest. It's really, it looks really stupid but kind of funny. It would be a really funny movie to talk about. Uh -huh. um, and the other one is St. Maud, which is a movie from 2019 as well, but it just got released. It's on Hulu. And it's not a very funny movie, it seems like, but it's got some buzz. It's pretty short. And I just thought that would be a relevant one. So we got either Ma or St. Maud. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> Ma, the, the syllable Ma is in Ma both Ma is in a lot of these, yeah. I'm going to um, leave this one to you. All right. You know what? We'll, we'll save Ma for another one, and we'll do St. Maud. Uh, okay. It's just easy. It's on Hulu, and it's very short. Perfect. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been getting some buzz. Um, and lastly, the last part of our wrap-up, Olivia's got like one minute on the clock, is <laughs> we like to thank our patrons. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to the patreon.com slash karscast. Uh, where you get exclusive access to bonus episodes, which Jeff and I have to record pretty soon here. Uh, Q&As, shout-outs at the end of every episode, which we're about to do, and Zoom Hangouts, which we also should schedule pretty soon for the month of May. Yeah, um, we, uh, we're really we're bad. bad at this. <laughs> um, but all that said, here is that shout-out. Thank you. AJ Ford, Ben Chow, Blake Root, Boat, Boyoyoy, Brandon Yu, Brock Schultz, Camilla, David, David Sir, Eden, Grant Gao, Harry Remedianakis, Haytham Khan, uh, I Don't Live in Ohio, Iva, Jaden Easton, Jacob Colness, Jane V, John Van Hout, Jordan Hill, Judy S, Justin Dickinson, Katie T, Kaylee Patney, Liv Rob, Martin Deff, Mary Lee Borslow, Merit Meridian, uh, Micah Simmons, Monroe Page, Nora B., Parks, Riley Ost, Robert Burke, Scumbag from the Book of Dirtbag, Skylar Ermel, Sarfia Arieta, Stella Perry, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, Smitty Warbin, Jagerman Jensen, T-Sizzle, 10 Billion, The Monopoly Man, Tom Likes Beans, Begard Strom, Vera S., Wes Kinley, Xavier Fossier, and Yusef A. Hey, now and just to be Olivia very clear, Olivia Boom. solved that cube like 10 names in. It wasn't even close. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Boom. Wow. Mm. Thank you. That's super impressive. That's Thank super you. Impressive. I, that might actually be a new record. I'll have to. Yeah. Nice. We, we do have it yeah, time. Once so. this, yeah, once this video is released, you can uh, just look <laughs> at the time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah I, I think my, my fastest is three minutes and 36 seconds. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, this is going to be close. Yeah. Cool. Damn. Nice. Good to know. Awesome. Well, that is the episode. Cool. Um, Olivia, do you uh, have second, anything? Second Olivia plug? 
yeah anything to plug anything you want to <laughs> get out there for the fans um yeah for all for all my fans out there i love you guys <laughs> um <laughs> you guys make my dream come true um no actually uh if you didn't hear in the beginning my youtube channel is dog eat dog um and i am writing a video right now actually a couple um so if you want to see more from me if you if you liked me on here if you like my videos that i have up feel free to subscribe follow me on twitter i'm kind of funny i've been talking about yakuza a lot um and my twitter is dog eat dog yt um that is all Great. thank you guys for having me on i really appreciate it it was so of much course. fun. thank you for, Thanks for coming being on here. and we'd yeah. love yeah We'd very, love to have you on again to talk about yeah. Perfect Blue again when Jeff has seen it again. <laughs> yeah, when I watch and it again. We might be able to watch, say more things. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Awesome. Perfect Blue. Blue. Perfect Blue. Wow. I will say before we sign off, I have a plug myself <laughs> that I wanted to. What? I, I just, <laughs> you just, pl- you just I, plug I, me Yeah, I, yeah I, 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 <laughs> I, I know podcast. what he meant. It's just like the way you said that was was weird (laughs) i gotta plug myself in right now plug myself in um all right let's not run with that i'm gonna help Um, you plug your own thing okay uh i have an indiegogo going on right now and carson has an indiegogo campaign for dirt bag my short film that olivia is going to be a part of olivia's helping out uh maybe jeff but i know jeff is just not in uh, the same I state so <laughs> and not the same state but if there is a way to help i will um, yeah, of course of course jeff has already helped to be honest um by reading the script and <laughs> that and saying yep saying good. good yep um so yeah head on over to indiegogo and search dirtbag I, i'll just also link it and uh we're so close to the goal so be be on the lookout for that we yeah, just added uh, le- yeah you added just gonna, oh, so you did just added, add a new <laughs> perk perk where i'll send you a handwritten letter but the twist is that i'm gonna sprinkle some dirt in the envelope so you're gonna get technically your own bag of dirt your uh, hands are gonna be so dirty by the end i know i'm, I'm just gonna start like rubbing dirt. dirt all over the paper and yeah yeah now make sure it's dirt and not manure yeah that's <laughs> yeah. a common mistake <laughs> throw a worm in there too for those extra special ones <laughs> Everybody gets a dead worm if yeah. you contribute oh, I tried out to worm. the campaign. Yes. Yeah. Just what I wanted. Um, so yeah, uh that's that's that. Um does anyone else have anything else to say? No. Donate to Carson's Indiegogo. Yeah, everyone. Carson actually has this really cool short film coming out. I don't know if you guys yeah. have heard of it. It's called Dirt Bag. Yeah. Dirt bag. Dirtbag. This I've read the script. Summer. Yeah, and Jeff's read Indiegogo the script. Starring Don't- Mike Brunlieb. Mike Brunlieb. Yeah. Okay. Jeff, do you have anything else to say? Uh, Catch you on the flip side. Yeah. Catch you on the flip side. Catch you guys on the flip side. Flip side.